Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Even now, after all these months, I'm still gobsmacked at the lengths the federal government went to cover up Hunter Biden's crimes. Still blown away by the fact that the FBI sick 80 agents in a bunker full time on the 15 social media platforms and search engine platforms to censor any mention that Hunter Biden's laptop might actually be Hunter Biden's laptop. Why? Because if the laptop was Hunter's, then the crimes documented on it were real. 80 agents full time during an election? Yep, that's how far our government will go to cover up the crimes of one lovable crackhead. We've never seen anything like it before since until now. So I'm endlessly fascinated by the question of if they do this to cover up Hunter's crimes, what exactly is our government and our deep state capable of? The answer to that one gets more and more frightening every day. Take the incredible story of Gil Luft. He's a professor and a former Israeli Defense Force colonel who vanished Luft is the missing witness in the Republican House Oversight Committee's Biden family corruption investigation. He won't be able to testify as you plan, at least not in person, because he's on the run. From the very U.S. deep state, he says he tried to turn evidence of the Biden family crimes over to. He made the video you're about to hear clips from from an undisclosed location. He says he'll be on the run for the rest of his life from the U.S. deep state. He wants to warn us all of how profoundly corrupt they are. His story begins back in March of 2019 when he served as an advisor to the Chinese Communist Party-owned CEFC, the very same outfit that pumped millions of dollars into the pockets of Hunter and Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother. Love said he'd become aware of the illegal bribes that were being paid but also of the fact that Hunter had begun to be, to serve as a sort of go-between, a bagman, if you will, for the sale of U.S. state secrets from the FBI to the Chinese. He figured the FBI and the Department of Justice would want to know this. They didn't. And they didn't want Gil Luft to know it either. But he didn't know that back in March of 2019 when he set up a meeting with them in Brussels. The U.S. government was so interested, they sent a delegation of six people, two federal prosecutors from the Southern District of New York and four FBI agents from the Baltimore field office, which covers the state of Delaware. 
They met over two days. He says he laid out in detailed transactions all the Biden's crimes. Over an intensive two-day two meeting, um, I shared my information about the Biden family's financial transactions with CFC, including specific dollar figures. I also provided the name of Rob Walker, who later became known as Hunter Biden's bagman. Uh, yet, as we now know today from the whistleblower testimony, uh, Gary Shapley, it took the DOJ a whole 21 months to probe the issue and to actually talk to Walker. Among other bombshells that Gill gave what he thought were straight shooters from the FBI and DOJ who were merely trying to crack down on crime in their ranks was this jaw-dropper. But perhaps the most alarming information I revealed was of a mole within the DOJ who shared classified information with Hunter Biden and his Chinese partners. I told the DOJ that Hunter was closely associated with a very senior retired FBI official who had distinct physical characteristic. He had one eye. One of the FBI agents at the time even told me You know, that would be very easy for us to find. There aren't that many one-eyed people in the Bureau. What's significant about the date, March of 2019, is that Joe Biden hadn't even fully launched his presidential campaign yet. It would have been easy to take him down. And it also changes the entire timeline. See, up till now, we've thought that the FBI didn't learn of Hunter's crimes, which were documented exhaustively on that laptop, until they picked the laptop up in September of 2019. Turns out that's not true at all. Gil left to warn them a full six months beforehand. Weirder still, one of the four FBI agents who came to interview him in Brussels was one of the same agents who picked up the Hunter Biden laptop from that computer repair store and then disappeared it for over a year into the bowels of the FBI. The information I provided the FBI in March of 2019 was fully corroborated nine months later when the famous laptop belonging to Hunter Biden, which contained all the emails and receipts, was handed to the FBI. And guess who seized the laptop from the computer repair shop? It was Special Agent Joshua Wilson, who was with me in Brussels earlier. In other words, the FBI knew about, uh, from me, about the Biden CFC deals before they got hold of the laptop, way before. They had enough time to investigate the issue, but they didn't. Left thought that he'd get gratitude for his whistleblowing, but almost immediately, the harassment started instead. After Brussels, I never heard back from the DOJ. But instead of showing appreciation for my whistleblowing, I became public enemy number one. Over the past four years that followed, me, my family, my friends, my associates, we were all harassed, intimidated, and finally, I was prosecuted. As time passed, Love began to wonder if the higher-ups at the DOJ, which was then under Trump, actually knew about any of this, or if it had been concealed by the team of six that had come to interview him. So he tried one more time. On the eve of the 2020 elections, 
I sent my lawyer to Washington to meet with then acting Deputy Attorney General, Mr. Richard Donahue, to ensure he was informed about the information I had given his department in Brussels 19 months earlier. And also to warn him that there may still be a mole within the DOJ. Mr. Donahue confirmed to my lawyer that he was aware of my claims, but now we learn from the IRS whistleblower that it was Rich Donahue himself who suspended the investigation a few weeks earlier on September 4th, 2020, on the ground that it was, quote, too close to the elections. Nothing came of any of it until the week of the 2022 midterm election, November 1st specifically, when it became clear the Republicans were going to take the House back. In fact, they'd contacted Gilleft because they wanted to interview him. That's when, all those years later, charges were suddenly filed against Luff. Literally the week of the midterm election. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. While I was detained in Cyprus, I was portrayed in the international media as an arms dealer, even though I never traded a bullet in my entire life. In fact, nowhere in my indictment the DOJ claimed or presented evidence that I bought, sold, shipped, or financed any weapons. I was also charged with acting as an unregistered agent of CFC, which is a far-out violation. The DOJ says that I caused the payment of $6,000 a month to former CIA director James Woolsey um, in order to put his name on an article I had ghostwritten for the China Daily newspaper. Nor in the indictment, the DOJ mentioned the well-known fact that Mr. Woolsey had been uh, an advisor to my think tank since 2002 and that there was nothing in the article that represented Chinese interest, to the contrary. Okay, but why not stand trial here in the U.S.? Why go on the run? It makes you look guilty. He says he would have if he thought he could get a fair trial, but he knows he can't. And he's probably right. If you look up the trial of Patrick Ho, I covered it on the Battleground podcast a while back. There's one jaw-dropping aspect of it. He was tried and convicted in a New York federal court of offering bribes to politicians around the world. And those politicians were named in his trial. There were two, though, whose names were blacked out. You couldn't say it. So the jury heard evidence of Patrick Ho offering bribes on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party to U.S. officials, but was never allowed to know the names of the U.S. officials. Why? Because they were Hunter Biden and Jim Biden, Joe's brothers. We literally have the person who gave the bribes to, to them, Patrick Ho, tried and convicted in the U.S., but no conviction, no trial, no examination of the Biden. I do not have faith uh, that I would receive a fair trial in a New York court. Let me tell you why. 
CFC Secretary General Dr. Patrick Ho, who paid Hunter Biden a million dollars for God knows what, was not allowed to mention the word Biden before the jury when he was tried in New York in 2018. The very same prosecutor who is now after me, Daniel Reichenthal, told the judge at the time that mentioning the name Biden would, quote, add a political dimension to the case. And the judge agreed. Which means that if I'm ever brought before a U.S. court, I would not be allowed to utter the word Brussels or Biden. And the real context of my arrest, me being patient zero of the Biden family investigation, would be hidden from the jury. Gillov concluded his video recorded from an undisclosed location because he's on the run internationally. He says he's afraid these people will kill him. Anyway, he had a challenge for the FBI and for the Republicans in Congress investigating the FBI and Joe Biden. So let me propose an idea. Why won't the DOJ make my indictment public? Do it. Make my day. Put it on your website so that every American can see the nature of the allegations against me, the quality of the evidence, and the length the government is willing to go to weaponize the justice system to punish whistleblowers like me. I have another idea. Why won't the FBI submit to Congress the minutes from the Brussels meeting? Let everybody see what happened in Brussels. Why not? Are you trying to protect anything? Are you trying to protect anybody? I also hope that the DOJ can explain why they targeted me in Cyprus and not in my home country of Israel, where I reside most of the time. After all, the U.S. shares a bilateral extradition treaty with Israel. So if any of my crimes are real and serious, and this is not just political prosecution, why did the U.S. need to sneak up on me during a short visit to Cyprus? Do they not trust the Israeli judicial system to judge this issue on its merits? What's going on here? Also, why did the DOJ wait six whole years, well beyond the statute of limitation, to indict me? And why did the DOJ choose to unseal to the, the indictment on November 1st, 2022, the very same week of the midterm elections. Could this have anything to do with the fact or the fear that once Republicans gain control over Congress and begin to investigate, their cover-up would be in full display? And perhaps the biggest question of all, why am I being indicted for FARA for a ghostwriting an innocuous article for which I received no payment, let alone from a foreign government, when the mother of all FARA cases, the Biden's systemic influence peddling on behalf of foreign governments for which they raked millions, goes unpunished. Love says he now won't be able to testify before Congress because he's going to be on the run for the rest of his life, rather than face charges that total over 100 years in prison. Compare that to the plea deal Hunter Biden got. Let it sink in. I, who volunteered to inform the U.S. government about potential security breach and about compromising information about a man vying to be the next president, 
am now being hunted by the very same people whom I informed and may have to live on the run for the rest of my life. I warned the government about potential risk to the integrity of the 2020 elections. If convicted by a U.S. court, would never be able to vote again in a U.S. election. Just think about it and ask yourself, who's the real criminal in this story? Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 